If you can find when you start to really see that ramp up, get ahead of it and start advertising more aggressively before that ramp up comes. Total, your advertising costs are going to be lower if you than if you started to like just try to ramp up really aggressively during the peak time. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shellard from Ad Advance, and today I'm joined by Matt Wickland. Matt, how are you doing today? Most excellent, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. Yeah, yeah. So, Matt, maybe you want to kick off this episode and where we're going with it? Sure. Yeah, this is a super important conversation, but kind of difficult to to measure if you're coming in blind and you haven't done this a lot. But uh, core topic, seasonality. How do you measure it for your account? What are the implications? And then how do you manage around seasonality? So we're coming out of Prime Day right now. Uh, we're in the midst of summer. Ecom is typically slow because people's schedules are disrupted with travel and experiential spend and... Um, yeah, just thrown out of their typical shop and buy habits. Uh, so it can be kind of a challenging period for Amazon brands or e-com in general. Uh, so knowing what to do today and then knowing how to measure like the scale up for your products and then how to take advantage pre like peak season. So you're prepared for peak season and then what to do during peak season. And the whole move out is is a really important conversation that we have frequently with the brands we manage campaigns for. Sure. Yeah. And like you said, like just looking at the overall e-commerce space in general, like our June through August time period are typically the slowest time periods that we see throughout the year. And like you said, the key reason is that people are taking outside of their out of their normal schedules. They're traveling taking time off and you're just not as focused on purchases over that time. Any like you, you do a great job of framing it up. Anytime somebody is brought out of like their normal routine, um, that's when we tend to see um, overall retail sales go down. And I think summer is a great time where we, we see that throughout. And this is the core reason why Amazon invented Prime Day from the start is to try to get people excited and focused on some purchases during this slow time of the year. So in general, like you're saying, this can be a slow time. Obviously, for summer seasonal products, this is prime time. Um, but for most products as a whole, um, we definitely see traffic drop down on the e-commerce side over the summer. Yeah. Yeah. So for the seasonality conversation, I think probably the best way to look at it would be first, how do you measure it? And then second, how do you manage around it for each of the seasons? So should we start with, with measurement, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Dig into it. All right. Yeah. So I'm just going to jump right into the weeds uh, as I, I tend to do and talk through one of the approaches that I love for measuring seasonality. Um, of course, you know, you can go into your account and you can look at past trends if you have multiple annual trends and see when your products tend to ramp up in terms of sessions, in terms of orders and conversions. Uh, but if you want to take, like, the last couple of years have been really disruptive because of supply chain. Like, inventory's been in flux, getting shipments into Amazon, things held up in port. Like, the continuity there, continuity may not exist for the majority of Amazon brands. So one great way to take the noise out of the equation is to look at like category level trends. One of the great ways to do that is through brand analytics reporting. So if you're brand registered on Amazon, you have access to brand analytics. 
if you go to SC or um, your reporting hub within Amazon, uh, under the brands tab or reports tab, there's brand analytics. And the first report that it takes you to are search term uh, trends. And what that report tells you is the search frequency of the top million or so search terms on Amazon. And it ranks them in order from highest search frequency, uh, ranked as number one, on down the list based on the quantity of searches that are entered into Amazon. With that, it also tells like number one conversion share, number one click share ASINs for the, the top three ASINs, which is also really valuable information. But for measuring seasonality specifically, what I really look, like to look at is just the gross search term frequency rank. Uh, so what I do then is you can only pull it for one static period, um, search terms. Um, what I like to do is to pick a core keyword very closely related to your brand. So if we're selling golf balls, for example, uh, you can just enter golf balls as the search term and it'll bring up every single Amazon search term ranked in the top million or so that includes the string golf balls in it. And it'll give the search frequency rank for that. So let's say in uh, March, it's ranked 20,000 or yeah, tw let's go 20,000. Uh, you can pull it for March and then you can pull for subsequent periods or preceding periods too. And then based on how that search frequency changes over time, you know when it's moving in and out of season. So if we're at 20,000 in March, um, it may be 15,000 in April, it may be 5,000 in June. Um, or in, in May. Um, and so if you pull those by week or by month uh, for the previous year, you get a really nice trend of when people searches for that core keyword begins to ramp up for your product. And then what I like to do is parse it out into different categories like uh, peak season, pre-peak, uh, like the season wind down, and then out of season. And then that kind of how we use that information then ties into the management piece. So that's one way. That's kind of a yeah. long-winded <laughs> description of how to do it. But once you get into the brand analytics search term console, I think it'll be a lot more apparent to you. Um, it's just typing in a, a search query, pulling out the frequency, and then stepping through different periods, saving them in an Excel file so you can build out the trend. You can do yeah. do it by day if you want to invest a ton of time into it. You can do it by week, which is easier or uh, if you want a quick and quick uh, way of doing it, just pulling it by month, 12, 12 reports, 12 periods, it doesn't take long to figure out that trend. I love the way and the, the approach of looking at the more category specific keywords and tracking that over time. Because um, if you just look at your products themselves, like you're saying, like over the last couple of years, like we've seen a lot of disruption. So say, for instance, if your product goes out of stock and went out of stock 11 months ago, um, really tough to see what the actual seasonality is for your products over that period because sales could really drop over that period if you went out of stock. And so... By taking a step out, you can really first trend up the overall seasonality of the category you're in, and then you can actually compare and benchmark yourself against that. And then it also helps to get rid of some of that noise from the inventory and the supply chain standpoint. And, you know, just one other 
know what that Matt kind of touched on too is just as we're looking at these different trends on the historical data, also put yourself back in time over the last couple of years. We've had quite a few events and quite a few disruptions for the, the typical <laughs> shopping habits, the typical seasonality, typical activities that people are doing. So that's another piece to take into account when you're looking at these higher level trends is just also kind of reversing yourself back in time during that time period and making sure there's no other major external events like the pandemic that could be impacting the seasonality that you're reviewing. If we look at year over year trends, sometimes we can get caught up in that <laughs> and not reverse back a year and uh, see what was actually going on there. Totally. Yeah. And Prime Day is a major one too. Like Q4 is pretty sure. static. Black Friday always occurs roughly around the same time time of year, you know, end of November, Cyber Monday, predictable. But Prime Day, is it in June? Is it in July? Is it in October? That's been really variable. And so just keeping track of like those major outliers is is definitely a good best practice. And I wouldn't disregard sure. your historic account metrics either. Um, even if you've had some supply chain disruptions, it's really valuable to pull your trends if you have at least one year of history. Um, and then also context is key there too. Like if you started a year ago and you're pulling year one sessions, it's not going to be all that meaningful. But if you've been an established brand on Amazon, um, similar ranks, similar launch strat, uh, status over time, like it's, it's a really good additional measure to bring in. And then like maybe your session, like search frequency increased by three X from March to June. Uh, but your sessions only increased by 50% or like doubled up 2x. Uh, that's also like a really good reference point for your management tactics. Maybe you weren't as aggressive in, in peak season as you could have been. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good insights to glean out of bringing the data together. But for like an overall sure. category predictor, I think brand analytics and that search frequency index is like the golden measure that we have right now. Yeah. So once you get that measure, Matt, and you've trended up both on the product or the account level and the category level, now how do you how do you use that data? How do you actually implement it? Yeah, this is where it gets fun. So um, I had a really interesting conversation with uh, a brand at Prosper Show this year that was doing this very thing. They're pulling out brand analytics data, search frequency, and then measuring when their category started getting traction and when it started tapering off. And uh, they, one of their product lines was Christmas decorations. So incredibly seasonal products. And what they found was starting in August, there was a material, small but material uptick in search frequency index for Christmas decorations. And that may sound crazy to sure. a lot of folks like me, you know, buying Christmas decorations in the middle of summer, basically. But the way they acted on that data was, okay, there's an uptick uptick in search frequency for Christmas-related items. I'm going to get aggressive during more aggressive during the August and September time frame than I otherwise would have been. And uh, their competitors weren't more aggressive in the midst of summer. And so because they were more passive and they increased their advertising presence, their presence at top of search – Relative to their peers, uh, they were moving more units during the off season. That positioned positioned them better organically, and by the time that they rolled into October, uh, they'd grown a lot in the like in in terms of organic ranking for core Christmas decoration keywords. 
And all of that volume that they built earlier on, even though it wasn't like a significant piece and it was more expensive because conversion purchase intent was lower. I'll get into that. This is a long, kind of a long case study, just emphasizing how important this can be. Um, anyways, sure. because of that, that earlier push, they were positioned better organically. And when they moved into season, things blew up for them and they had the best Christmas season that they've ever had. And they rode that momentum um, into the holiday season. Organic position continued to improve and they dominated their market. So just by getting that earlier insight, that prediction of, of forecast, they were able to like outperform their competition um, with you know lower volume in total, but uh, percent change quite a bit higher um, and benefited tremendously during peak, peak season. So sure, yeah. So for for that, like the key key points there are, if you can find when you start to really see that ramp up and get ahead of it and start advertising a bit more aggressively before that ramp up comes, um, you're not going to experience as much traffic over that period. So in like total, your advertising costs are going to be lower if you than if you started to like just try to ramp up really aggressively during the peak time. So uh, you're not going to see as much traffic, but relatively to your competitors, you're going to get a lot more of those impressions. Um, and if you can drive that into a sales volume and really spin the flywheel, um, that can help your organic ranking. And like Matt was saying, now if you can establish your organic ranking ahead of when that peak comes, now when that peak actually comes, you're at the top and you're going to continue to get those benefits um, as you get further into the season because now you're ranked higher, you're going to get more sales velocity which is just going to position you further ahead of your competition. And so I, I love this insight because it's really getting more aggressive typically before when you'd expect to get aggressive. You know, usually we'd focus at once sales velocity or sales volume really starts to ramp up. But if you can get ahead of that so you can establish yourself higher up in the organic side, um, all these pieces can really add on and help with your overall sales velocity going forward. Totally. Yeah. There are two reasons why you advertise on Amazon. Reason one is you're getting direct bottom line profitability from your advertising spend. Reason two your advertising spend positions you well organically and your bottom line ultimately is benefiting from that ad spend because you're bringing in organic sales. Um, not measurable in terms of advertising results necessarily, but it's still like a bottom line benefit to your advertising. So, you know, two key goals, drive profitable returns from ads or uh, to... Um, higher funnel approaches where you're benefiting your organic positioning, which trickles down to the bottom line. Um, so they took, they emphasized that latter approach during like out of season or like the beginning of the ramp up period, they positioned themselves better organically. Their advertising results were probably really ugly in August advertising for Christmas decorations because purchase intense low, but all of those additional orders that they got relative to their competition, um, benefited them tremendously during peak season. So taking this back from like this example into a more, more general structure that you can apply to your account is that categorization to your seasons. So starting with like out of season, the low point during the year, like right now it's end of July, early August. Uh, let's look at ice skates. So people skate in the middle of winter, um, in the middle of summer, Purchase intent is going to be at 
at an all-time low. There will still be searches on Amazon, but those searches likely won't convert as well. We're not close enough to that ramp-up season where you maybe want to get more aggressive with your ads and position yourself well relative to your peers because, um, A, you know, your advertising profitability is probably going to be really low, and B, we're probably too far out to really like ride that organic ranking wave potentially and maintain it uh, until we get to like the ramp up and, and peak season phase. So when you're at your all time, like low season, uh, this is where you'd be more passive with your advertising spend, maybe focus a bit more on bottom of funnel. Um, you can use tacos as a benchmark here uh, for setting your budget. So as a percentage of total sales, how much do you want to spend on advertising? And uh, be a little bit more more passive potentially during during the off season, and then you move into the ramp up period where for Christmas decorations and that case study that um, that we talked through um, is when you want to start getting more aggressive, especially relative to your your competition. So um, you're investing more in category keywords and brand building, brand awareness, and trying to get your product ahead of competition positioned well organically. Um, so this could be your most like aggressive in terms of tacos or um, in terms of like advertising spend relative to, to category uh, to help position yourself really well ahead of peak season. Again, purchase intent isn't going to be at all time highs during the ramp up period because it's, it's not peak season. Uh, it may be August, September for ice skates, before we start to see ramp, you know, move into that ramp up phase, but it's a really good time to get ahead and just set yourself up for that busy season. If you try and do this during peak season, you're probably too late. You'll maintain your organic position. Um, you're not getting ahead relative to your competition. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, this. Yeah. It, and, and I love the I love the perspective because uh, if you. Uh, if you get ahead of the competition, so one, you can really capture that those shoppers that your, your competition is going to miss out on. But two, the other thing that's really nice too, is you can really get your advertising dialed in before you hit that peak period and you're going to be spending yeah. a lot more too. Great point. Um, so that's the other major benefit is you give yourself some extra time to make sure that, all right, my advertising is really dialed in. Yeah. ACOS may be higher. ROAS is lower than I typically like during this period um, because shopper buyer intent for say like ice skates in August is going to be a lot lower than it is in the middle of December. Um, but if you look at it more as like an investment into your organic ranking and then also an investment into your advertising results during the peak period, um, that's where I think you can really help establish yourself. So ranking side, definite benefits. The other benefit is really getting your advertising results lined out ahead of time. So then when you hit those peak periods where you're spending a lot more, you can be really confident in the performance that you're seeing there. Um, and Matt, I mean, even breaking it out a little bit further. So, um, in the case study where we're looking at the, um, Christmas decorations or, um, Christmas type items. So in August, as we're looking at this, um, we've got both lower funnel spend and upper funnel spend. Um, so for those that are doing more like upper funnel spend, do you actually start that a bit earlier from the ramp up period? Cause typically upper funnel spend takes what longer to convert or do you kind of ramp it all up at the same time? How do you approach that? Sure. Yeah. Um, 
in my opinion, I think this is where like investing in upper funnel really, really shines. So, uh, two benefits, uh, by targeting like upper funnel or category keywords versus branded spend, um, you're getting conversions for core category keywords that your competition isn't. They're buying your product. They're not buying a competitor. So that order velocity increase relative to your peers helps position you better organically. And then the second component is awareness. So we're not in peak purchase intent timeframes. Like a lot of the clicks, click throughs that you get won't lead to orders immediately but you're familiarizing somebody with your brand. If your branding's on point, your listing's on point, you've got a storefront, um, you're forming an emotional connection with the customer. So when they're ready to circle back and buy, they'll find your product. Uh, the top of mind brand, when somebody circles back, is most likely the brand that converts um, when purchase intent ramps up. So even though you may not, you're advertising ACOS or ROAS, your, your ACOS may be higher, your ROAS may be lower during this period. It's all about positioning yourself well to get those conversions at a later date or outconverting your peers during a slower period where you know each order has a larger marginal effect on, on your ranking. So there's dual benefits between like the organic conversion benefits and then the awareness and callback benefits. Yeah. And so I, I think that, I mean, we've talked through specific examples and we talked through like, you know, very specific, like, like Christmas items that are obviously going to peak at the end of Q4. But even if we talk about general products, like as a whole, a lot of products are going to be in their ramp up period throughout Q4. Um, and so even if you're not like specifically winter seasonal, like ice skates or Christmas decorations, I, I think that this example still definitely applies to most sellers out there that are not summer seasonal that, all right, now is the slow period. But if you can get yourself established and be more aggressive now when your competitors aren't, maybe because results don't look as good, um, you can get a big leg up when the search volume and traffic really starts to ramp up as a whole. Um, and so I, I think this will be key for anybody who's looking and trying to put together their Q4 plan. Um, you may want to ramp up a bit earlier on the advertising side to get this key advantage from the start. Um, so then once it really starts to pick up on the traffic side, you're well established. And again, you have really well tested advertising campaigns and you feel good about the performance going into totally. it. Totally. Yeah. And then once you're through that ramp up period, we're in peak season. Uh, hopefully you established yourself well. Now's the time where I think bottom of funnel really shines. So running like retargeting campaigns through DSP or maybe sponsored display, getting those people that expressed an interest earlier in the year um, interested again to get them to convert, convert that initial consideration um, into, into orders during peak season at, at low cost or um, that awareness that you build, that familiarity with your brand. Now, brand defense becomes very important because they may search your brand. Um, that earlier spend during ramp up will lead to branded, increased branded search later in the year. So we want to make it as easy as possible for people to find your product um, as, is, as is feasible. Um, so owning those top of search uh, sponsored product placements, owning those top of search sponsored brand placements and getting your product on the forefront is is crucial during this uh, period. Conversion rate for branded is typically very high in general relative to category keywords. Um, 
and CPC is typically lower. So um, those conversions are going to come at uh, a better ROAS, lower ACOS during this time frame, and they should ramp up based on earlier awareness initiatives. So this is where all of the the fruit of the the upper funnel approaches and that push that you you made during the ramp up period um, is harvested, and and you see the direct bottom line benefits from upper funnel. Yeah, yeah. And so overall, I mean, key takeaways are are using brand analytics, taking a look at overall seasonality, and then also looking at your individual account, your products, and figuring out when you've started to see that ramp up in terms of overall sales. And then the other key takeaway is starting earlier than you'd typically do just by looking at the sales velocity and trying to use that downtime period where your competitors aren't getting as aggressive um, because it is the downtime to get that initial key advantage and establish yourself so then you can ride that wave throughout the peak period um so any other pieces that you would add there matt um no i mean just yeah exactly it's all about being proactive around season understand it to start and then act on that understanding um follow through with it and if you're if you're reactive if you're looking at like trailing a couple weeks and seeing great results um i don't want to say it's too late uh because you know you'll still benefit from advertising during peak season but uh you're leaving opportunity on the table if you're being reactive versus proactive in these the uh when it comes to season yeah yeah, I love it. So awesome tips there, Matt. Thanks for going through those. And for anybody who's getting ready like for Q4, now is probably a pretty timely discussion. Um, if you're looking to start to ramp up or get your advertising plan established or just want a second set of eyes to look at your account, um, feel free to reach out. You can go to adadvance.com or connect with us or me on any of the social platforms. We'd be happy to take a look and just give you our opinion overall on key strategies and if we see some opportunities that so again, you can run to at advance.com to check that out. Um, and for everybody, I just want to say again, thanks for listening as always. And we will see you on the next episode of the Ad Project Podcast.